Hey, everybody. Happy Sunday. What's going on? Yep. We're talking about some cartoons, motherfucker. Yeah, The Hobbit. <laughs> this one right here, man. I saw it when I was a little kid on television. I did, too. I loved it. And then a couple years later, they came out with, like, they showed the other two on television. Although those were not related to this one. They I weren't? I mean, it was a different, uh, it was a different production company. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I loved them. You know, this this first one I saw it on, on television, I was just like enamored with it. And then later on, a few years later, when I was old enough to be in middle school, fucking Dungeons and Dragons came out. So it made a lot of sense, you know. Dungeons and Dragons made perfect sense to me after seeing this. Um, so we saw it again. Just uh, last night. Yeah, I noticed that uh, yeah. HBO Max had added it, yeah. and I was like all excited because I hadn't. I saw it a million times when I was a kid, a million fucking times. Yeah. And but I hadn't seen it for a long time. But the weird thing is that when we were watching it again last night, I remembered every line of dialogue, every really? like inflection. <laughs> really? Of a yeah, I remembered every single thing. So I must have seen it like a million. It must like have been just imprinted in my brain. Like I had only I seen it once. Yeah, See, I saw it a bunch. I, I saw it once on broadcast television. So that and, was 1977, probably. Yeah. I mean, unless they re-ran it, I don't know if they did. And uh, never saw it again up until now. I remembered a lot of it, seeing it again. A couple things, a couple things I didn't remember correctly as a kid. First of all, it's animated a lot better than I remembered it. It looks a lot better. And it it's may, actually beautiful. It yeah, looks really nice. It may have something to do with uh, CRT television and HD. When you when they showed this on broadcast television, it looked kind of crappy, from how I remembered it. Um, but if you see it on HD on on a modern screen, through a you know an HD stream, it looks good, real good. It has a very painterly quality yeah. to it. I really like uh, the backgrounds because they almost kind of look like water like muted watercolors. Yeah. It's really nice. Another thing that fucked me up is that as a kid, I thought that this was like an epic movie. That took fucking all day to watch. No, man. <laughs> just a lot of stuff happens. In yeah, it. this is just like an hour long. <laughs> when you're a kid, no, it's, it's, well, I think it's eighty minutes. Eighty minutes. Yeah, so it's like an hour and twenty. When minutes. you're a kid, you think that you've fucking been taken all the way to, around the world to the you've moon been on a and journey, back, man. and you're like, oh man, I made it. Uh, <laughs> but no, this shit goes really fast. It's very abridged. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean all the moving. main shit is in there from yeah. the novel because they were very, um, you know, they, they were adamant that it was like, well, we we want pretty much everything that happened in the novel to happen yeah. in the thing, and they didn't want to add anything. So like all of the major events happen, but because it's only eighty minutes, and because this was geared more toward yeah. like a family audience or kids, yeah. then some of the stuff had to be like truncated. Like so, some stuff like doesn't take as long. I yeah. think there was only one major event, like that man bear guy that they, yeah. they took that out. But other than that, I think everything else was in. There. Another thing about it that I remembered wrong is that uh, I remember this thing being pretty fucking adult, pretty vicious. There's no violence in it. Not really. None. They kind of like, yeah. I mean, people get killed and die and stuff, but, but they, they don't show like... show stylistically. Yeah, it's not like super... It's not bloody or anything. Yeah. But, uh, when uh, Bilbo stabs a, a, a giant spider, a giant talking spider, or any kind of like a goblin... They don't actually show him stab anything, and then they just show the goblin spinning and getting smaller and going away like it's going into another universe or something. Uh, they don't actually show anybody killing anybody else. Now, towards the end, when they were fighting Smog the dragon, they showed the, they showed Smog getting hit with arrows. 
Um, I guess because it's not a human figure. I was going to say, he's a dragon. He's so a dragon, him. so you can do that. <laughs> but I don't know why they didn't worry about it, because that spider wasn't a human figure. That's true. It didn't, you know. It's just, it was just kind of like the censorship of the day. But I didn't notice it as a kid. As an adult, you notice it versus, you know, more modern anime. But still, all in all, this is a classic flick, man. I've, it's up there with, like, Watership Down. If you ever seen Watership Down, that's another good one. That one, that one holds up. Um, it's like that. Although, I, I think I kind of say that. I think I give it to Watership Down. Well, yeah. I mean, Watership Down is more... Yeah. Adult, More adult. Viol, you know, kind of violent and stuff like that. This one, you know, you can tell it was made for kids, but it's still, even though it's not violent, they don't really show people get, like, legit getting stabbed or anything like that. But I will say that, like, the character does not like the goblins and yeah. the trolls and stuff like that. They're scary, so they weren't, and the spiders, and they, you know, so yeah. they weren't, like, scared to make it scary. Yeah. But they just didn't want to make it, like, bloody or gory, yeah. necessarily. Great little songs. They're kind of like on par with like the, the haunted mansion from Disneyland, you know, going down a troll town and all kind of weird shit. You know, down, 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 down. Yeah, yeah. That's so, the best song in the movie. Yeah. I think. Now the songs are mostly taken from the book, other yeah. than the kind of folky one at the beginning, which was like the theme song, yeah. like the greatest adventure song. Which every time I watch this movie, that motherfucker gets stuck in my head for mm. real. But um, so it's been stuck in my head like all day today, yeah. <laughs> like singing that. But that was the only thing that was written specifically for this. Like all the other ones were, I mean, obviously they they had to be adapted, like had music added to them. But they, the lyrics to them were in the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the book had little songs and poems and shit in it. I read the book when I was a kid. Yeah, it it, it's too. a great book, you know. But this is a good introduction to this material. Just if you know, if you're a kid. Or if you even if you don't want to read the book, you just want to see kind of what Lord of the Rings is like. You can either watch this or you can fucking listen to a Led Zeppelin album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is honestly this is good. This is a good way to introduce kids to Tolkien. I think yeah. because I feel like this. Well, this is what got me into because I'm not, I'm not super into like you know Tolkien or anything like that. But this definitely got me interested in that and interested enough that I read the novel because I saw this first before I read it. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is, I will say that it's kind of like, you know, it's like the Cliff's Notes version yeah. or the Sparks Notes or whatever they're calling it nowadays. So it's, like I said, it's very abbreviated and like yeah. stuff happens like really quickly, you know, and there's not a huge amount of like character development and stuff because they had to cram a lot of events into the movie. But it's a good, like I said, it's a good kind of like basic breakdown. Of the movie. It has all this stuff in there. It's not like... Because I'm going to say, I didn't love the three-part, uh, you know, Peter Jackson Hobbit. I just thought it was so okay. It was all right. Yeah. But, I mean, it just I like seemed the like... shit better. Yeah, it just seemed like that... It's it's almost kind of like that one was, like, too much. That was, like, yeah. too overstuffed. Like, it didn't need to be that long. Whereas this one was maybe slightly too short. Maybe it could have gone yeah. on him for a little bit more. And it, you know, it had to leave some stuff out or leave, like, a lot of the depth of the novel out. But it was still, like, a good just breakdown. Like, just a good adventure. You the know one I, mean? I remember loving was the rotoscope version of Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. Remember that? It yeah. Kind of, it was kind of like fire and ice. Yeah, that and, was... And um, that was about Frodo, and he meet he meets... Um, uh, what's his name? He, he meets uh, Gollum. Uh, then they got, like, a human warrior and a damn dwarf who's like a Viking. 
and they got a, they're forced to run with the with the orc army to this place. And that was fucking great, man. I haven't seen that in a long time. I want to see that one again. Lord of the Rings. That was what, 1979, 78? Yeah, maybe? it was a couple years after this. Because, yeah. Well, that's the thing. And I feel like, and I think, too, that like later on, um, they released uh, this movie, The Lord of the Rings, which I think was yeah. uh, Ralph Bakshi. Yeah. And also the Return of the King, like the animated Return of the King, mm-hmm. like they put them all out as if they were all like the same production company, but they weren't. This one was actually Rankin Bass, um, you know, the, who were famous for doing the the stop motion stuff, like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and uh, you know, the Year Without a Santa Claus with the Heat Miser and all that. Um, and they also did Frosty the Snowman, and they did the Last Unicorn, which I kind of want to get into uh, doing that want to like review on that at some point too because that was good but yeah this that was them but the thing about it and Rankin Bass they did this a lot actually and I think they they did this with their stop motion too it's like they did all the storyboarding and the scripting and stuff like that like in the United States but they would usually I don't necessarily want to say farm out but they would usually work with like a Japanese uh company to like actually do the stop motion animation and they did the same thing here Matter of fact, they worked with a, a studio in Japan called Topcraft, most of the animators of whom went on to become Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. No. You know, that really famous, like, oh, uh, okay. animates. Yeah. yeah. So they went on to do that. But that, so this was like an early uh, thing of them. So they were the ones that did the actual animation. I, although I think all the character development and scripting and stuff was done over here. But I had totally forgotten. I think that I had confused, because like I said, the the animated Lord of the Rings and Return of the King, I think were like a different production company. So I always kind of like lumped them all together, but they're not. This one is Rankin-Bass. The other yeah. two are not. Right. So, and this one came out first. Because you have to think when this came out... I thought out, these guys did all three no. in another format. But I remember Return of the King, and I thought Return of the King was the same as the same guys who did The Hobbit. And I thought that they did a middle one, too, but I didn't see that one. I just thought I had missed it. But it turned out, no, they didn't. They just did. They They were all independents, but they're all independent flicks, but they did each each book. Now, well, Rankin-Bass, they were going to do... Lord of the Rings, yeah. like, but then, like, I guess they kind of got snaked a little bit, okay. like, so, like another production another company went came in. because at that point, um, I think that the books were in the public domain for a brief time, or I don't know, there was, I think there was some kind of like copyright thing about it, so there was an, so another like studio started to develop it, and they were like, well, fuck, we can't do it now because you know someone else is doing it. The fourteen-year-old me said that they were all good. I had seen them all. I knew the story by the time I was seen them all. But I have, I you know, the fifty-year-old, the fifty-something-year-old me has to see him again. This one, I give it a pass. I think it's good. It was a good. It was a. It was a fun watch. It's kind of a watch walk down memory lane. If you don't know these stories, this is a good introduction to the stories. Yeah. I really give it to the animated Lord of the Rings based on memory. Although I, I, I remember really liking that one. I thought the tone was really good from from what I remember. It kind of reminded me of Fire and Ice, which is another rotoscope type movie with human actors that they damn they kind of did drew over. Cart drew over them so it looked really good that was kind of like a conan type story something out of like heavy metal um but i i really remember liking lord of the rings i want to see that one next well the thing about it like i have not seen the animated lord of the rings or the animated return of the king in a very long time yeah. um i remember when i was a kid i remember liking this one much more 
Hmm. But maybe that's because, I mean, I like this book much more. Yeah. I know that's a weird thing to say. That might be a controversial opinion. But I actually like the Hobbit book better than the Lord of the Rings book. I couldn't really super get into, like, Lord of the Rings. I, I remember Hobbit, liking though. Lord of the Rings as a teenager, you know, like 13, 14, around that time. Because it was darker. That movie was a darker movie, and it had more adult-type delivery to the themes. That's the way I remembered. I remember thinking it was like watching something out of a damn heavy metal magazine. If you guys know what heavy metal was, it was old fucking anime, basically, that we had. And um, I want to see it again, but I remember liking that one a lot better. Well, I'd have to see it again, like I said. I remember when I was a kid liking this one more than that one, but I'd seen this one a bunch more times. So this one kind of, like, imprinted itself on my brain because like I said just watching it again last night like I remembered pretty much well, everything. Well this one has a bunch of songs it. and anything and everything I'll give it that it's almost like a semi-musical uh, but the animated Lord of the Rings didn't have that. The animated Lord, Lord of the Rings the tone was a lot more like uh, like the Sinbad series. Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger and, uh, and fucking Jason and the Argonauts it was like that. That's the way I remembered it. But like I said I gotta see it again it's been a long time. Can we talk about how fucking awesome Gollum is in this, though? Yeah, he's good. That's my favorite part. Good voice acting. And that voice actor, that is uh, Brother Theodore, who was, I mean, he was kind of a performance artist and kind of a weirdo. I remembered him, the first time I think I actually saw his face was in The Burbs. He was one of the weird neighbors like he was like the patriarch of like the weird neighbor family in the burbs that was brother theodore but he was the one that did Gollum's voice and i still i think i like this Gollum better than the one in the live action movies i'm not nothing against like andy circus because he was like amazing but i don't know this one he was just like so creepy and it's just like i really really loved the voice like the voice performance was so good yeah i like the voice performance in this one i didn't really like how how he was drawn he's drawn almost kind of like a big toad all right i liked really the golem from lord of the rings based on memory the, the animated lord of the rings because he looked a little bit more like a human and i, I remember his dialogue I, I remember liking it a little bit better he, that he was doing and it's because you don't you don't know it in the Hobbit, but well, I guess no, they don't really say so much in the Hobbit. You find out in Lord of the Rings that Gollum at one time was a Hobbit. Yeah, uh, but they don't. So you don't know that you don't in know this that one though, because Bilbo just falls in the fucking yeah. hole and here's like this frog monster coming at him. Yeah, he he was a Hobbit that had been mutated by the evil powers, the evil force of the of the ring of the One Ring. Which you find out later. And Gandalf tells you in this one, yeah, you just think that's a ring, but your descendants will know a lot more about that ring than you. Yeah, wink, that, wink. That's, that's important <laughs> shit. So uh, it, that was like the one ring to rule them all later on. It turns out, it, he, you know, it, it's, it, it's an evil fucking artifact uh, that can control a bunch of other evil artifacts. And Well, I wouldn't say they're evil. They were just super powerful. Evil things are after them. But they were evil, too, because the more you wore that ring, the more addicted you got to it. it yeah, because it you. Like, corrupted it you. It corrupted you, yeah. Which you don't really know. Like I said, you know, this was the first Tolkien that I had yeah. ever, like, that I was ever exposed to. I read the book after I saw this, because I saw this. I mean, this came out on TV when I was five, but I think that I didn't see it until later, because I feel like it was probably on 
cable a lot yeah. or they reached it on TV. So I probably saw it when I was, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old, something like that. And I saw it like a bunch of times. And I think, I mean, all the parts of this are great. It, it does, when you watch it as an adult, like you said, um, it does seem like shit's happening like super, super quick. And it does seem like things get resolved like really easily or like really quickly. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, oh, they got captured by the spiders and then, you know, Bilbo comes in and he's like, oh, I saved you. And then they run away. You know what I mean? But you can see why they did that because they were trying to keep it, you know, under 90 minutes and it was for a kid's audience. So they're just kind of like trying to cover all the stuff. And I honestly, with that limitation, I think they did a good job because they did spend a lot of time where they needed to spend time. You know what I mean? They spent a lot of time with uh, Gollum because they knew that that was like the best part. So there was kind of like a, that whole like sequence where they do the riddles and all that other stuff. And I like that they spent a lot of time on that. And, you know, they, they spent quite a bit of time like in the forest with the spiders and, you know, doing some other things. But yeah, like some stuff gets kind of short shrift, but that's okay. You know what I mean? And I did like the whole thing with um, that whole sequence with Bilbo going in and talking to, well, they, they pronounce it smog in this, but I'm pretty sure that it's supposed to be smog. Yeah, well, they just... I mean, that's what I always thought. They have those exotic fucking accents and shit. (laughs) I mean, every other adaptation I've ever said said smog. But they say smog. Yeah, and they called him a worm. A worm. Yeah. A lot. But that was another word for dragon. It was another word for dragon, but you didn't know that... If you didn't know that you were a kid, worm is kind of like wyvern, which also means dragon. Worm, wyvern. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about... um, Oh, Oracle of the Mundane said, this is still the Gollum voice I hear in my head, even though Andy Serkis did a great job, too. Yeah, me too. And honestly, we saw this, me and my brother saw this so many times that we used to, like, quote the fucking, the Gollum lines at each other all the time. All the time. It's a fun little flick. It's just a little bit over an hour, and it takes you all over the place, and there's little fucking songs, and you get the, you get, you, you, you get the skeleton, basically, down, of the down book. The goblin town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> down, down the goblin town. Yeah. And then the fucking the goblins. The goblins have the You're best welcome. fucking songs. And then they even they dun, even kind of fucking dun. they even kind of fucking like uh, fucking force in concepts like magical swords that have names that are famous and shit. Even though Glamdring. Like Glamdring, the Goblin Cleaver or some shit. Yeah, wasn't that Goblin Cleaver? Yeah, Goblin Cleaver was one of them and 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 they only get like two or three lines in the whole movie. But they're like, Oh man, you got that thing and you're like, Yeah, okay, you you have that thing. And they only show it a couple times. But in the book, that shit was more mystical. And that that's what kinda that's what fucking created fucking shit like Dungeons and Dragons, which in the modern era ended up being video games like Morrowind and all that, all those fantasy role playing games. And some people, a lot of people, a lot of y'all don't know y'all are too fucking young, but you old timers who listen, fucking Fallout is just a reboot of a game we used to play called Gamma World. All right, Gamma World. Well, all that was was just Dungeons and Dragons in a post apocalyptic world. That was in the future where you had fucking laser. You could find a laser gun and machine guns, and you could fight mutated monsters and even f- find shit like flying saucers from other planets. You know, 
Gamma World. That's all fucking Fallout it was. But um, this is the fucking Tolkien and these movies is where all that shit came from. Including, actually, Gamma World. Gamma World came from Tolkien. Which is, it was, I mean, yeah, he's just like was. a massively influential. Yeah. Uh, Richard Fraser sent Leonard Nimoy, Bilbo Baggins, mid-60s. I've seen the video. Yeah. What? Um, he, was, he played Bilbo Baggins? No. You never heard that song? No. Oh my God! You no. need to, you need to go. You need Leonard to go Nebo look at sang, it. sang a song about Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, you no, didn't no. know that. No. Oh my God! No. No. You need to. You need I know to the go chat sang a lot. A lot of fucking hokey songs. He had yeah, his yeah, own yeah. Album. He did. Well, yeah. yeah Lucy in the sky with diamonds and shit. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. hilarious too. Yeah. But Lucy in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> but Leonard Nimoy did too. He and he did a song yeah. called, I think it was called The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, okay. Was that was that what it was called? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he did like a whole album. So yeah, you need to go check that out. It's funny. To be honest, um, you know, when the Shat does it, it's funny. But you kind of expect it to be funny because it's William Shatner. You know what I mean? But I kind of feel like when Leonard Nimoy does it, you're so used to him being Spock. Yeah. That it's like when you see him doing this kind of like hippy dippy sort of yeah. like, you know, he's all smiling and stuff. And it's just like, it's way, way funnier to me. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, imagine you know Mirror Universe Spock back there, yeah, singing like kind of like a hippie folk song about yeah. about little Bilbo. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fucking hysterical. It's hysterical. Yeah, Ben knows Gamma World. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Oracle says uh, this is also the movie I think of when it comes to Bilbo naming his sword Sting. Yeah, I mean, even when I was younger. Because, I mean, by the time when I saw this, like, in the early 80s, like, you know, I was really into the police. So, it's like every time he named his, he named his knife Sting, and I was just kind of like, I would always think of, like, Roxanne. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I expected to, like, sing that, like, while he was being. Yeah. And now you will, too. You're welcome. <laughs> so, you want to uh, you want a review of the animated Lord of the Rings? Well, eventually we can. We I just, well, like well. I said, we thought yeah. of doing this one because yeah. um, I just noticed I was watching something else on HBO Max and I just noticed that it was on there and I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen that in forever. And then I kind of watched the first couple minutes and then you came in and you were like, hey, I want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> and then so. I want to see Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we the will. Animated one. Now, we can't review that this week because we have to do. So we're doing this movie today because, like yeah. I said, we, everybody's voting, you know, mm -hmm. on, the, on the movies that we do. So we're doing this movie today, and then Tuesday we're doing The Greasy Strangler. Okay. Because tomorrow we're doing A Haunting. You All know right. what I mean? Um, Oracle says, Tom and Jenny wanted to say this before I forgot. I have like a phantom hair. It's driving me crazy. Um, remember that series, Food That Built America? Yeah. There's a new season oh, on Hulu. <gasps> okay. Right. I might have to watch that after right. A Haunting tonight. Because, right. man, I love that fucking shit. Yeah. I finished watching Snack vs. Chef last night. That was like, a, I'm not going to tell you guys who won in case you want to watch it, but uh, that was a fun show. Yeah, uh, Staghorn says, up in New York, we said Smog is the dragon's name. Honestly, I think I like Smog better. I mean, to me, it always kind of looked like Smog, and I was like, Smaug? What the fuck are you yeah. talking about? Get out of here with that shit. But apparently, like, according to Tolkien nerds, that's how you're supposed to pronounce it, I guess. He's one of the best characters in the movie. He has, like, some of the best lines. That was Richard Boone's voice. Really like, good. somebody said earlier about um, how he was in, like, he did, like, a lot of uh, Rankin-Bass stuff, mm. like, voice acting for them. I really liked, I was watching this other review of The Hobbit, and he was pointing out something that was actually really cool, because he was a little bit comparing the voice acting or, like, the way the characters were portrayed in this 
you know, adaptation as opposed to like the, the big Peter Jackson ones. And he's like, I think Benedict Cumberbatch did, yeah. did smog in the, um, in the movies. And he's like, you know, that was cool and everything, but he's like, I kind of like this one better because he was almost like, not, not like as overtly intimidating because like when Bilbo first comes into the treasure chamber and he can't see him because he's like invisible, he's all just like, yeah, no, you're in there. You know what I mean? Like he's not worried about it or he's not trying to be scary or anything like that, which in a way makes him more intimidating. I think that they didn't, some people wondered, because I saw, like, some different reviews of this, but they wondered why they had drawn Smaug to kind of look like, because they're like, his face kind of looks like a cat. It kind of looks like a Chinese dragon. Like, rather than, yeah, like, yeah. rather than, like, a traditional, like, European-style yeah. dragon or something like that. like a like Chinese that. dragon. And maybe they were kind of speculating, they're like, well, maybe it was just, like, easier to animate the mouth, like, for when it was yeah. talking or something like that. I'm not really sure why. But it did kind of look like that. I like how his eyes lit up. I had forgotten about that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> like, the eyes lighting up. I thought that was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, shine like headlights. Yeah, like, whoa. Yeah. But um, one thing I remember from seeing this as a kid... I think, and I had forgotten how abrupt the beginning of this is. I mean, it's literally like they do the greatest adventure, the little folk song yeah, and everything. Yeah. And then Bilbo is just in his little house, minding his own beeswax with his little fur furry feet and whatnot. Yeah. And then like, but like Gandalf pops out from behind a tree and is like, guess what? You're going on an adventure. Here's a bunch of fucking dwarves and yeah. they're going to come eat all your shit. And like, just like make yeah. themselves at home in your it house. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm and sitting there going, um, I don't know you people. Like, what yeah. are you, why are you eating all my food and drinking all my beer? Like, yeah. what the like even when I was a little kid, I was like rude. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think in the book, I haven't read the book in a long time, but in the book, obviously, I think there was more of like a buildup. Well, there's also a lot of poetry and there's a right. lot of... Uh, fucking descriptions of other things that happened a long time ago. So there's a bunch of stuff that's not totally relevant to the story. Just like background stuff from what I remember. So they cut all that out. and Yeah, so it's basically just like Gandalf's like, hey, yeah, got some like, dwarves. Another thing that Come happened, on in. Another thing that happens in this telling of the story is that you realize how much that Gandalf is nothing more than just a deus ex machina. I mean, that's all he does is constantly scene after scene show up and save a motherfucker. Yeah, it's I like gotta save being... a motherfucker, and then ten minutes later, I gotta save a motherfucker, and then ten minutes later, yeah, it's like what's he doing the rest of the time? I like, wondered that hell? when I was a kid too. Yeah, because it's like you know all the why did you leave? If you gotta save a motherfucker, <laughs> why did you leave? You know, why did you give him that key? Why didn't you just keep the key and then just give it to him when you got there? Because you know he could have lost the key. Right, there's all kinds of fucking crazy shit that you think about. It's just, but it didn't seem to be that way when you're reading the book because there's so much other things in right but when it's trimmed down you realize that that's the formula well and the thing about it yeah. too is you that in, in fantasy generally yeah. i kind of feel like that's kind of the rules where it's like stuff has to happen in a particular order because magic so i kind of feel like maybe the, so yeah. you can kind of give them some leeway in that regard yeah. because you're sitting there going I mean, yeah, because the whole thing they find, like, after they get, you know, captured by the trolls and the trolls are going to eat them, and then Gandalf is, like, shows up and is like, which, it's like, fuck, it's, it's sunrise, and yeah, so, yeah. like, all the trolls are like, oh, shit, then yeah, they all they turn to turn stone, stone. Right, yeah. and then they go in the cave and they're like, woohoo, like, there's all this fucking treasure in there, yeah. and then Gandalf is like, oh, by the way, um, I have a map to exactly where you're supposed to go, shoot, right here, yeah, like, yeah. look, check it out, there's the secret yeah, door. Since your oh, granddad gave this to me, why didn't he give it to me before? And he goes, and I, I chose my own time to give it to you. 
fucking. I mean, Thorin was a little bit mad, and it's like I understand. I understand yeah, that. Fucking the, fine. That he was just like, well, um, yeah, why didn't my grandpa give me this instead of just, like, giving it to you? Maybe maybe the wizard stole it. I don't really know. But, yeah, it did kind of seem like, because <laughs> I think I said when I was watching this, I was like, the dwarves, I was like, man, can you guys walk ten feet without getting captured by Yeah, somebody? that's all it is. They lost fucking the <laughs> And then fucking they had to get saved. <laughs> then they're all like, oh, no, we're all in bags. Which, or, oh, no, we're all, like, wrapped up in spider Which kind of sucks silk. because... <laughs> in this telling of the story they had to pare it all down mm-hmm. and so you definitely see the formula of what Tolkien was doing yeah but you didn't see that in the book as you, was read, you were reading right. it because there were so many chapters had happened you know yeah so in much happened things, in between in between it and, so, and there was a lot more context yeah so it didn't quite you didn't quite see the pattern that he had written into there They're like yeah no they lose it every turn but Gandalf saves them you know what I mean but it's just when you're telling it in such a short period of time it's just obvious uh, uh, that Gandalf is a fucking deus ex machina yeah. and fucking everybody else is just kind of yeah whatever they, they weren't that important to the story that's true <laughs> but, my favorite part and like yeah. I said this even stood out to me as a kid where they're like yeah we're gonna go I think it was like toward the end where it's like yeah we're gonna go like do the rate we're gonna go up and like to Smog's Mountain or whatever and he's just and uh, they're like well Gandalf's like yeah you have fun with that and then they're like wait you're you're not going and he's like nah I got I got shit to do you know what I mean yeah. and I, I was just like seriously Gandalf come on yeah why don't and you just hang out Gandalf <laughs> why don't you tell him you'll meet him there I mean, you're a happen. wizard. It's yeah. like if you had an appointment elsewhere, you could yeah. just like stop time there or some shit. You know he what I mean? Like you could do magic where he's stuff. needed and wherever they go. Why don't you just say, "Look, man, fucking go ahead and head up there. I'll see you when I, when you all get there." Yeah, it's like Cause, I'll just go because that's what happens. That's what really happens. Yeah, because he can apparently. Yeah. So he could just like move around. Yeah. So well, and another thing too, and maybe this is addressed in the book. I don't know. I haven't read it in a long time, so maybe somebody that's read it more recently than me can like. Um, can tell me why this is and this is one thing that kind of always confused me as a kid too why in particular did they choose bilbo like was it part of, was it some part of some prophecy or something is that no, what it was i'm gonna tell you why oh you know why okay. i know exactly why because i was like why they just show up at this random motherfucker's they house chose bilbo because bilbo was totally unassuming and harmless he's the every man okay okay he's little he has no experience in any of this shit he can't really even hurt anybody. So you, as the reader, when you're a young boy, okay, you relate. You to can it, relate right. to fucking Bill. And as he grows and gets braver, exactly. like through the whole story. Well, yeah, I get that. No, I, I meant. I mean, I know that from like yeah. a writer's standpoint. Yeah. I know why they would choose him because, yeah. like you said, he's an everyman. It's just he's like it's the same kind of thing in all fantasy. It's Harry Potter. It's all that kind yeah. of stuff. It's just like a regular kid. It's like just like you. You know just what I mean? Like, like you. the person. Just like you. You don't know. Right. You just I, at your home eating biscuits. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically Sm- that. Smoking your pipe smoking with your, your pipe, with your with your little furry feet, like up on your up on your ottoman, and you're only fucking three feet tall. He's just like you. At least the furry feet is. No, I'm just kidding. I don't actually have furry feet. But <laughs> I don't think little little boys have furry feet either. Well, I guess little it would depend. Maybe, maybe some would. But well, the thing about it is that I meant in the context of the story, yeah. what was the justification for them like choosing him in particular? Like I know why they would do it from a writer's standpoint. That's like from the meta standpoint. I think I'm that's... saying in universe, why would they choose him? There's no reason. Ben said there wasn't any particular prophecy. It was yeah. just Gandalf up to his tricks of luring hobbits away for adventures. Yeah. So maybe that was just his kink. 
Gandalf. Yeah. He had a kink for it's just like I just really, really enjoy well, the dude, finding random hobbits and like throwing them into these death defying situations. Well that dude it's very that, amusing. That to dude me. that played Gandalf in the live action flick was an old gay dude. He's just an old queen. Who Ian McCulloch Yeah. Ian, not Ian McCulloch. Yeah. Ian McKellen. Yeah. Sorry. Ian McCulloch is so he had this thing for these, he had these things for these little little, little cutie twinks and shit. And he shows up because we're going on an adventure, me and you. Put your shoes on. <laughs> you got some cute ass feet. With you all wanna, the fur. I'm going to give you my ring. You know, it's that kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> but you're going to have to earn it. Ooh, you're okay. reading some stuff yeah, into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I meant. I was like, maybe that's just Gandalf's kick. He just like, in particular, think about, like, think about something good. Oh, scones. Fucking <laughs> biscuits. Fucking mm, my garden. Bacon, yeah. Yeah, yeah bacon. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think he said bacon and eggs at yeah, one bacon point. bacon and eggs. You, you keep thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> keep thinking about bacon and yeah, eggs. Yeah, keep thinking about that shit. Who knows what the hell fucking Gandalf is doing in the meantime on the movie? That's what I mean. And yeah. I always kind of wondered, too. Yeah. I always Roll wondered. <laughs> I always wondered. Put your ankles behind your ears. I mean, you know somewhere, yeah. because internet, yeah. you know somewhere that there's some it's Gandalf some on Bilbo porn. Yeah, yeah. Someplace. Yeah. Then, you know, you're yeah. welcome for putting that image in your yeah. head. Because now I have it in my head, too, and I'm yeah. the one who said it, and I'm sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know. Well, and because the, the same thing happens in Lord of the Rings, right? It's just like he kind of... <laughs> in the sense that... I mean, I guess that's still kind of related, because that's Bilbo's uh, nephew, right? Uh, yeah, no, no or, like, um, B- uh, Frodo is Bilbo's nephew, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, so I got Bilbo. it right. I'm not, I'm I, think, not, I think it's his uncle Bilbo, yeah. I'm not, think, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he yeah. was like his uncle. It's like I said, it's been a while <laughs> since I've read the books or seen the movies. Tom Sykes says, it definitely was weed that Gandalf and Bilbo were smoking. Oh, yeah. Fellowship of the Wing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fellowship weed, of the Wing. they were taking mushrooms, they were doing fucking all kinds sure. of shit. I mean, all kinds of yeah. stuff. All and kinds of stuff. They're doing fucking British fucking, British fucking psychedelics. <laughs> British tribal psychedelics, man. Yeah, these, I are, mean, these are white people stories. Of course, it's gonna have, of course, it's gonna have fucking mushrooms and weed and shit. White people stories. White people stories. Yeah. So let's talk about. You know what? One thing that I had totally forgotten about, and you said you had forgotten about yeah. this too, because I thought, I don't know why, I thought it ended like after they got to Smog's thing and yeah, killed him. Yeah, I forgot about it the war. It doesn't, but then after that, they yeah. do the whole Battle of the Five Armies thing, and I was yeah. like, oh shit, I forgot about that. It's because they're such bitches, the, the, the dwarves. They, they can't... Really, I mean, they, they could have fucking... They didn't have, they didn't have to happen. That didn't they happen. couldn't share the treasure. I know. With people that deserve some. Assholes. And they had more treasure than they could fuck out, that they could spend. And we're like, yeah, you got y'all can have some. Smog was fucking y'all up. Good and elves, well, you can Smog, have some. And he he destroyed together. the whole yeah. the lake men's on the back of fucking Bilbo. Bilbo was in there fucking around burglaring. Okay, <laughs> and like he, he made them think that it was the the barrel riding well, man that fucking was he in just there. didn't correct him. Yeah. To be fair, still made him think. He mentioned Bell yeah, Riders. Like, he goes, "Oh, you're you're one of you're those one dudes. of the Lake Men." Okay, and he just it. he could have just said, "No, no, 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 I'm not." Now he didn't say that. Yeah. I'm mean, I'm just saying that like the the dragon jumped to that conclusion. Yeah. But to be fair, Bilbo it. did not correct him on that. Yeah. Although I think the way they show it in the movie, I think that actually the dragon does go and he would have destroyed the town, but I think he actually ends up destroying it when he's dying. Yeah. Like, cause they, you know, Bard like shoots him in his little 
little weak spot. And then he falls, because remember I said, ooh, it's a tsunami, because he, like, falls in the water and there's fire and shit like that. So I think that's what destroyed the town, not the yeah. dragon coming down there and being like, fuck you, bitches. Although that yeah. that's what would have happened if yeah. he hadn't killed him. Now, there's another movie that is a very similar story that I know influenced this one. Uh, that is almost even wider than this fucking story. All right, and that that is fucking Beowulf. Yeah. The the the, uh, the one that the one that was CG, all CGI, and it had uh, again who was the uh, uh, the dude that, the chick that played Laura Croft. Um, Angelina. Angelina General Lee was in it. Um, the fucking crazy ass dude from fucking Back to the Future. Uh, Mar- uh, McFly. McFly's dad. What was his name? Fucking. Crazy, crazy motherfucker. Um, Chris McGlover. Chris McGlover was in it. He played. He played. He played. Wait, Chris McGlover was in it. Yeah, Chris McGlover. Chris McGlover was in it. Man, it's he been did, a long time he, since he I've played, seen that movie. Uh, he played the monster that was uh, Grendel. Grendel. Grendel, and then later on the dragon. Oh, I forgot all about that. He played Grendel. That movie didn't make much of an impression. Yeah, I liked that movie. Had really Although I love Beowulf, I read yeah. it in school and I loved it. Kind of similar to this in in certain ways. Yeah, and and, and uh, that and and The Hobbit is kind of like a reboot of those those kind of stories. It's an old Saxon story, you know, a bunch of geats in it and shit. You know, I mean that's bagging a honky motherland. Old. Yeah, one of the first things ever written in English, and it's a very old English. I mean, the only thing it, that survives anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and it was written down. Yeah, that's back when English was more like Icelandic, and um, that's a real good story. And the yeah, uh, I always really liked some of it was. Rec- I remember I had to read it in high school, and it didn't quite yeah, make did sense. Too. But then people analyzed it, who are experts of this story, and they said shit's been censored by the church. This is probably what the story originally was, and they restored it and made that movie, and it makes a lot more sense with the restoration that Beowulf had sex with Grendel's mother. Yeah. And that fucking Grendel's mother, the fucking witch, could give birth to dragons. And if you were a bad motherfucker, she'd want Ouch. to have your baby to give to, to have a dragon. Hurt, just thinking so that made it. a lot more sense. But they couldn't have that in the Christian era where the king is having sex with Beowulf's mom, Man, they who was a witch, everything. to make to make a dragon. They ruin all the fun stories. Right. <laughs> right. That's probably what it was. They ruin all the Real fun. good voice acting in it. It had fucking um, Malkovich was in it too. John Malkovich. John yeah. Malkovich was in it. Remember, he played Beowulf's, uh, or no, the, uh, Beowulf's right hand man, his fucking Christian uh, fucking um, advisor. That was it. Was it's all and it's good Anthony play. Hopkins was Anthony in it too, Hopkins was yeah, in it. I remember yeah. him being in it. Just I their did, voices, but they did. Yeah, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beowulf, check it out, people. Ben said none of the elves or lake men had done anything much to help the dwarves who were driven out by smog. No. Well, now, okay, I... They said they would fight them before, though. Okay, I'll give you that for the elves. Yeah. Like, the elves were kind of, like, being a little graspy bitches, but yeah. I don't I don't know what happened prior to that. But I yeah. will say that the lake men, I was under the understanding, like, when Thorin Oakenshield's grandfather was alive, like, the dwarves and the, um, the lake men had kind of been, like simpatico you know yeah. what i mean so i kind of feel like they maybe had more of a claim to it than the elves but like i said there might have been some other because didn't like when the elves first came and it was elves the wood elves right yeah the wood there are two different kinds of elves the, yeah. wood, the wood elves said they showed up and said no we we uh, we're owed some of that treasure because we'd been fighting that dragon and it did a lot of damage to us over the years you know that, that's basically what they said 
And, uh, and Benson, Bilbo was like, yeah, okay, all right, you're local. It probably did fuck you all over. You can have some treasure. The well, and the, dwarves well, are like, oh, hell no, we're not treasure. And the tra- point that Bilbo was trying to make, yeah. it's just like, there's enough for everybody. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's just, why are you dwarves hogging it's it? It's just you gold. Don't, you don't need all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, like, it took Thorin, because yeah. he actually dies at the end, spoiler yeah. alert, among, among, like, I think it was, what, seven other dwarves mm-hmm. died in the in the battle? But, you know, he was kind of like, when he was dying, he kind of, like, apologized to Bilbo, because he called Bilbo a coward, and I was like, uh, Bilbo, like, saved Jaws bacon, like, throughout the whole fucking movie, like, you guys were just, and I liked that Bilbo called him out on that, it's like, yeah, um, who was the one that went into the, the dragon's lair, like, well, you guys just fucked around out here, me, you know what I mean, who was it that, like, saved you guys from the spiders, me. So I was like, don't tell me, don't call me a coward motherfucker and saying, yeah. I don't understand war and all this other kind of shit. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, I'm glad he, I'm yeah. glad he didn't like get away with that. They're in there remembering the Bad Wolf movie and they said, yeah, Malkovich was good into it. He had killed his mom for having sex with his brother. Yeah. There's all kinds of shit that that. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, I remember, Bad Wolf was like, oh, I remember you. You're the one whose mom had sex with your brother, didn't you? And you killed them both for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking the best p- part part about that one is fucking the shit Beowulf talks. That's that's really what the movie should be. Beowulf talks that's big what it should be shit. <laughs> should just be called the shit that Beowulf said. He talks big shit. shit. Beowulf said. Yeah, yeah. He talks big shit, but he backs it up. <laughs> <It's this. laughs> he backs it up at every fucking cor- at every turn. The Although original see, superhero. I think was that's Beowulf. what you. I think that's yeah. what always kind of like cracked me up about Beowulf is yeah. that, like, well, because usually in real life, like, if yeah. you're like a super badass and you can do all this other stuff, you just yeah. do it and you don't yeah. like sit there and go, I can do this without the other. Oh, thing. No, Beowulf you know what I mean? Shit. But yeah, but Beowulf is like is one of the rare people that does both things. Like he's actually like showing off about it, yeah. but he can't actually do it. Because usually the more shit you talk, like the yeah. less shit you can actually do. Man, they fucking said, I remember you, Beowulf. You're the one that lost the swimming match. And what's it? He goes, Yes, I'll tell the story. We swam for nine days. <laughs> that's, the, that's how he fucking started this fucking. We swam for nine days. The seas were rough. I was attacked by sea monsters, and the fucking he goes through and he kills fucking twenty sea monsters and does all kinds of shit. And he no, he did do that. He wasn't lying. <laughs> yeah, like I said, usually people that are exaggerating, yeah. it's like, oh my god, I'm a, I'm a Navy SEAL and yeah, I went to yeah. space no, and like all this other kind of shit are just yeah. like bullshitters that yeah, are trying to yeah. show off. <laughs> yeah. But it's like he's like that. But they're like, no, he actually did do that. So <laughs> yeah, and that's how he first came in contact with the fucking mermaid that fucked him over. He saw that mermaid. Beowulf's weakness was fucking beautiful women, and they didn't have to be human. They just had to be beautiful. He's like, whatever. Yeah, if she was as long beautiful, as you got mer- boobies and yeah. like uh, uh, an orifice. He saw the beautiful. <laughs> he saw the beautiful mermaid, and that's really why he lost the, the race. He got distracted. Yeah, he had to fuck that's the what mermaid. Happens. He just thinking yeah. with his penis. That's and then the reason why the dragon was killing everybody because B- Grendel's mama was hot. All right, she was Angelina Jolie. <laughs> well, he yeah. couldn't help himself, and then and the dragon fucking appeared out of it. He didn't mean to though. <laughs> what are you gonna do that's what you do but that's that is a fucking probably what that story originally was kind of knowing the psychology of, of of those days that's probably what it was so I agree with their restoration of the story somebody mentioned that there was a lot of Beowulf movies came around the, out of the, around the same time true I haven't seen the other ones I can only attest to the one I mean that, that was Angela, the main and one. that was the main one the rest of them were kind of like knockoffs 
It's got Angelina Jolie in it and fucking all-star cast. See that one. I wouldn't mind seeing another adaptation of that. Like, done. Actually, that would probably be better as a series now that I'm thinking about it because that's like a very, very complicated story. Yeah. Um, ben Frail talking about the lake men. They did kill the dragon, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Bilbo gave him the info to kill the dragon and maybe yeah. they wouldn't have done that otherwise. But they're the ones that did it. Like, if they'd missed with the arrow, then they'd all be hosed, right? So, yeah, they deserve some shit, too. Honestly, like, everybody that came there, like I said, there was really no reason for the dwarves to be such bitches about that shit. It caused this whole battle. They all got killed, all this other kind of shit. All these people got killed just because there's like, no, we just want all the gold. You guys can't have any. Oracle says Bilbo only needed enough money to keep him in eggs and bacon and pipeweed for the rest of his life. Yeah, that was kind of like the point was the Bilbo was... What they he took like two little bags of gold yeah. and his little knife and he's like well, I don't really need anymore you know what I mean yeah the real Ben he jo- was humble the real Ben shows asked me if I could sling, sing like Den Glanzig Den Den Glanzig the Glen Danzig if, cover if I band. could sing like Glen Danzig oh my God you should yes, start I can, a channel but I'm not going to. You should start a channel called yeah. Den Glanzig. Den Glanzig. Yeah. And you could put that wig on. Fucking, yeah, you could put the black covers. wig on and do the covers. I'm going to. No, I'm going to do it. Den Glanzig. You can make that as a supplement to your yeah. asso boyfriend. Yeah. Your asso boyfriend. I got to be warmed up. <laughs> I got to go back in the train and do, I could do Glen. Her, her, heart of the devil. <laughs> I, I got I got I got I got to get into Glendanzig mode, but no. After about twenty minutes of warming up, yeah, I, he has I, to switch it. I, I could I can do Glendanzig. I could do a whole Glendanzig album. Yeah, yeah. that's. What I'll I mean. sing all the fucking Danzig Three, How the Gods Kill. I'll sing Just it from the very it. beginning to the whole thing. Yeah, but call it Dan Glanzig. Yeah, call that shit Dan Glanzig. <laughs> How the gods deal. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> do that. Like take yeah. all the titles and like yeah. just switch yeah. the letters yeah. around. How the cards do. So they still kind of fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I love that idea. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben says the Wood Elves claimed the dwarves still owed them for some business deals back before Smaug arrived with some Yeah, see that's what I mean. It's like I kind of feel like everybody that came there, like, hey, you know, like, you know, give us some fucking money, motherfucker. They probably had it all had a good claim on that. Well, because it had been a while, right? How long do dwarves live? Do we know? Oh, centuries. So a the time of like the time years. of Thorin's grandfather, know. we don't know how long ago that was. I mean, I'm sure they said, but I don't know. Tom Sykes says, Reign of Fire is a great dragon film. Yeah, I remember really liking that, actually. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember liking it. Ben says, in Tolkien, only men have ever been able to slay dragons. Oh, okay, see, now I didn't remember that little detail. Like I said, it's been a while... I I haven't read the books since, since I was probably in my late teens, which was a very long time ago. And I haven't seen the Peter Jackson movies probably since they came out. Or, like, I don't think I saw them in the theater, actually. I think I saw them, like, a year or two later, like, on cable. So I don't think I've seen them since then. I remember seeing the Hobbit trilogy and not liking it. So... I don't know. I don't know if it's really that much of a hot take to say that this animated version is kind of like better than... I mean, I guess it depends what you mean by better. I mean, obviously, the the three-movie trilogy, the Peter Jackson one, is more 
faithful to the book in the sense that all of the book is in there. And this one, you know, leaves a lot. It doesn't leave a lot of the events out, but it leaves like out a lot of the context and the depth and stuff just, you know, because it has to be like short. But I don't know. I, I liked this one better than the movies. I know that's maybe weird to say, but I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, what I saw something else. Oh, after this, I'm going to be watching 1981's Final Exam. Gosh, I haven't seen that in a long time. I haven't seen that in a long time. And dwarves live a few centuries. Yeah, but elves are immortal. For them, it was like last month. Yeah, okay. So yeah, so I forgot too that there was like two different kinds of elves. There was like, you know, the pretty elves with like the shiny crowns and all that kind of stuff. And then there's like the wood elves that sounded like Otto Preminger. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? With the little, that were green and whatnot. One of the 80s slashers is getting a sequel this year. Which one? Because there were a lot. Bilbo's a simple man, like the song, yeah. Yeah, but like I said, that was kind of like the point of it, I guess. A small chest of gold was worth a lot. Yeah, I mean, he he could retire on it. I'm not saying that, but he wasn't just like, oh my God, I need like the whole fucking, I need all of it. You know what I mean? Well, one thing they don't mention is that you couldn't lift a small chest of gold. <laughs> the shit's heavy. Well, than, he even said in the cartoon, because Gandalf said, land. that's all you took, like was yeah. two ba little bags. And he's like, well, that's all that my pony could carry. Yeah. And he's like, and that's all I'll ever need. Yeah. So he was just being practical. Gold is heavier than lead. Yeah. Uh, just a small box would be. I think we. Pounds. I think we mentioned that when we yeah. were on the Mormons show when we were talking yeah. about like the plates of gold, like the book of gold. Like I was like, if that book was, was that actually made of gold, it's yeah. like I don't think you were carrying that shit anywhere. No. <laughs> a book the size of a Bible made out of gold would probably be about twenty, thirty pounds, forty pounds, probably. <laughs> it would be like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pat Hatfield said the mutilator is the slash I was trying to think of, Tom. I've been wanting to do that on the show, actually, because I think Shudder added it not too long ago. And I haven't seen that in a really long time either. And Bilbo didn't want another pony to carry more treasure. Yeah, he was probably just like, fuck it. This is enough for me. I'm yeah. fine. He just wants to go back to his little hobbit hole and smoke his pipe. You know what I mean? Ben said Bilbo was already wealthy. Was he really? Well, he had enough to have a nice house. In a nice neighborhood, so yeah. I yeah, I mean, so. he looked like he was having yeah. a, he was happy with his life. Yeah. He just kind of chilled out. He looked like he didn't have to work or nothing, so that's nice. Sat around <laughs> eating biscuits. <laughs> Bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs and biscuits. Smoking weed in his yeah. pipe with his little furry feet. Yeah. <laughs> like my little furry feet. No. I'm All right, you're, uh, I'm, just, I'm just teasing. I don't really have furry feet. No. So you about ready to, uh. And this one? This I one reckon so. Okay. All right. So tomorrow is Haunting Mondays. And the episode that we're going to be doing is another one from season seven, I think. It's on that disc over there. Um, Child's Play. Remember I said I wanted to do that one because the same guy that was whose family was the subject of the one we did last week. Yeah. Um did a show like uh investigated this other family's one that they made into an episode two and he wrote a book about it okay and it was free that's right we have to do this one right, right so right. we were gonna like do right, this right. i'm pretty sure it's in, in the same season what's it called again child's play just child's like play. just like the chucky movie so we're gonna we're gonna watch child's play on see uh, on, on fucking uh haunting yeah what season is that Eight? i think it's season seven. season seven it should be i think it's on that same uh because okay. the season seven right. disc like box set is right over there so if you guys want to watch that tonight we're gonna watch it 
We're going to review it tomorrow live. Yeah. And then on Tuesday, we'll be talking about The Greasy Strangler from 2016 because we had a couple of requests to do that. And that's what won in the Patreon poll uh, along with this one. So, yeah. So hopefully you guys have a good rest of your weekend and we'll see you guys again tomorrow talking about a haunting. Good night.